0: today uh i want to what i want to do is begin a uh, the next reading of the gospel of truth now the first time we read through it a few weeks ago we used the grant translation and that was robert m grant and it's sort of poetic and uh, Arranged like a story in solid paragraphs and doesn't get into the um, the philological or st- word study of word academic study of each word and how it's being translated that scholars will be doing and so it's a useful first pass the second level I would say, of analysis or presentation of God, what's called Gospel of Truth is from a man named Patterson Brown. It's actually actually Thomas Patterson Brown. And I will send that, but actually I'd rather go into the most detailed presentation, which is... Uh, Uh, from a man named Kendrick Grobel and this is the scholars textual textual analysis version and a bit different than both other versions the Patterson Brown and the the grant and the Patterson Brown so you're gonna see every scholar (laughs) translates their own way and if we look, I, I'm going to work with the Grobel translation. It's basically three solid uh, pages, or uh, uh, website pages, that comes from the book written by Grobel, which was called um, The Gospel of Truth, A Valentinian Meditation on the Gospel. And as I said before, there is no title to this text actually but the first line was taken as title and the first line is this gospel or the gospel of truth and i think it's proper right that kent Grobel understands and says and this page presents that this could really better be called a valentinian meditation on the gospel um, that already existed in his time right mainly in the in the fir- in the second century where he was what in uh, egypt and rome in the uh, early christian world there was already a gospel that he was working from and this appears to be yeah written by uh, primarily valentinus and i want to use this uh, very detailed translation analysis if you scroll down the first page the one that I gave you freely received.net meta logos files global one and eventually we'll get to global Two, global three HTML meaning these other two web pages that that give the whole uh, textual analysis you'll see the the page numbers from the the text the, the book from global and that was uh, published in 1960 so If we scroll down you'll see on global page 29 uh, a little bit discussion of where he was coming from and he was using something before and so the 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 (laughs) the material here presents says the text of the meditation meaning the text that we're working from here the text of the meditation was sumptuously published in 1956 under the title Evangelium Veritatis, meaning true, what, evangelical or true gospel or something. The volume that was published, and I guess that was um, what Grobel was working from. <laughs> so you see, everybody's got their own sources, and you've got scholars working from previous scholars. That, that volume uh, contains the text five times over each with identical pagination or page numbering. One was the complete and legible photographic facsimiles of the papyrus itself. Two is the text in Coptic type. And three was the French master translation facing each Coptic page. Then a German translation, then an English translation. (laughs) And in the next little paragraph here, uh, it indicates that Uh, the English version was a translation of the French which was a translation of the Coptic and that's some problem it may be that this translation from Grobel uses both that 1956 English from the French as well as the Coptic original (laughs) and Grobel in his book it writes it is hoped that the present translation has occasionally utilized the context in such a way as to make the alternative it chooses convincing okay <laughs> scholars have a lot to say and he says there are many who are neither technical theologians nor copticists meaning experts on coptic language to whom a small and inexpensive form of the document ought to be welcome which is what he's giving theological students and students of history and philosophy and the non-specialized student of comparative religion, and many a Christian layman interested even in the byways of the history of his faith. So now we're in the realm of what uh, technical theologians and uh, theological students and students of history and philosophy and comparative religion uh, do in graduate programs. And very humbly, Grobel says this author, the author meaning Groebel is well aware that in many an obscure passage, he, meaning he himself, I, he has only succeeded in stirring up the darkness. Possibly even that may later aid a more penetrating reader to illuminate with understanding. If he too senses that there is something here worthy of being understood. So he's very humble. So, scrolling down, uh, 32, global page 32, is the title page and gives us the first line and we take it real slow and they're long sentences (laughs) and you can meditate on this valentinian meditation and reflect on it and uh, see what's clear and see what insight comes to you as you're here and um, mind reflection comes naturally so the valentinian meditation on the gospel begins the gospel of truth is a joy for them who have received the boon or gift through the father of truth of knowing it by virtue of the word by virtue of the logos who came from the pleroma meaning the divine realm and I'll get to that further the word or the logos meaning how people come to understanding the word who is in the thought and mind of the father The word who is called the Soter, that being the name, and it's written Soteria, that being the name, Soter, of the work he is to do for the redemption of those who were agnostic, non-gnostic, of the father, meaning not knowing of the father when the name dot dot dot, (laughs) when the name came. So already you see there's a difference between the father, the name, and the pleroma. The Father of Truth is uh, the Heavenly Father of Yeshua. The pleroma, if we go to, if you want to get real heavy, what that means here, we have Bible Hub, uh, Strong's Greek Concordance, and looking at the word pleroma is a fullness, a filling up. This fullness or sum total superabundance means the divine realm or the seven-dimensional realm, particularly the non-physical, which is 99% <laughs> of, this, of the octave what we don't see. So the pleroma, the divine realm. Now, is it beyond the octave? Is it higher dimensions in the octave only? Uh, You've got to f- sort of figure that out. But the the word pleroma can be understood as divine realm or higher dimensional realm. And so this gospel of truth is a joy or the gospel of Yeshua or the Christian gospel is joy for those who've received this gift from source, from the one infinite creator, the father, the gift of knowing it by virtue of the word, by virtue of the logos. So we know the father through the logos we know intelligent infinity through the logoic principle and that word came from the pleroma now it may be that the idea is that the pleroma is beyond the octave and so the logos that made the octave came from beyond the octave but we can also certainly say that that higher dimensions in many ways are part of this pleroma and about the logos or the word the word is in the thought and mind of the Father. So the Logos came out of intelligent infinity. And the Logos is also called the Soter, the Son. S U N S O N. And Soter means the Savior. So Yeshua was very much a stand in for the Logos. Yeshua, none come to the Father but through the Son. None return to intelligent infinity or the source of all except through um, union with the Logos. The Word word is the Savior. And the Beatles have a song called The Word and it said the Word is love and Ra said that the Logos is basically love light the basis of intelligent energy the basis of all energy consciousness in the octaves. The Word is love, yeah the Logos is love. The Beatles knew it, and they were um, evangelicals uh, of universal metaphysics, in my view. The Soter is the name. The Logos is the Savior. Yeshua is a representative of the name of the Father, the Logos, that is the Savior. And the, the Gospel here goes on that Soter being the name of the work he is to do. The name is the function. Ross said, "Our nature is our purpose. Our purpose is our nature. The union of one's nature and one's function. The union of one one's function is simply the the nature of one's being. The expression of one's nature becomes one's function, and that's actually, you know, what what soul evolution is. Soul evolution is um, a function that is uh, an expression of the nature of the logos." which itself is the name or the face <clears throat> of Intelligent infinity, uh, the manifestation of, of infinite potential. So Soter, or the Logos, is the name of the work that is to be done for the salvation for those who are not Gnostic. So the Soter, the, the name, is the Logos, is the word, is that which emerges from the Father, for the purpose of the redemption of those who are not knowing the Father, for the redemption of creation under the sway of Avidya. Uh, and then we go on. The Gospel, and Valentinus doesn't necessarily mean this Gospel, but the, the the core Gospel of Yeshua. Yeshua, Yeshua, I don't know how it's pronounced. The Gospel, Yeshua's Gospel, is the manifestation of the hoped-for the treasure trove of those who seek it. For indeed the totality of creatures have been searching after that or him from which they emerged and all along the totality were within him the unthinkably incomprehensible one who is choicer than any thought whilst this not knowing the father became in anguish and a terror and the anguish condensed like a fog so that none could see so now we're talking about cosmogony how the cosmos came to be the genesis of the cosmos cosmogeneous cosmogenesis, cosmogony and uh, knowing cosmogony we can also know the path back to source and so the purpose of uh, the purpose of the, uh, of the Logos or the name of the Father as Soter or Salvation or Savior is to support the salvation or the return of all beings to the Father to intelligent infinity. The Gospel overall all he's saying manifests the hoped for that which is hope that which being seek being seek to return to source and the the gospel of Yeshua manifests that which all beings in the in the creation seek not to be Christian, but to return to source. And that return or this gospel it's the, the Yeshua's gospel is a treasure trove, it's a treasure. Like I would say, the raw material is a treasure of metaphysics for those who seek it, not for those who don't, by the way. For those who don't, (laughs) they think it's junk. But for those who seek the Father, for those who seek return, for those who seek ultimate reality, all Yeshua's gospel, true gospel, and um, all essential metaphysical truth um, is a treasure, is a gift, um, is a blessing. For indeed, the totality of creatures and this totality of creatures is not the same as the eon but it's uh, all beings in the in the pleroma the totality of all creatures have been searching after that searching what? searching after that or searching him from which they emerged searching for source What what is the basis of desire? well sure you can say it's thirst and craving what's the basis of thirst and craving? Hmm? basically or tanha what 's the basis of Tana you can say avidya sure what what's the basis of avidya based thirst it's actually some longing for something that we don't have or don't know or are not yet It's the uh, longing to um, to be complete, which ultimately has got to be a longing uh, to reveal and live in uh, our essential being in the most essential Expression of what we are, and that really ultimately is a return to source. And so, for indeed, the totality of creatures have been searching after that, or after, or searching after him from which they or we emerged. Yet, and all along, all the time, despite all this searching, while all the searching goes on, the totality worth were, were within him now. That means that the pleroma and all us creatures seeking him, seeking source, seeking completion are within um, intelligent infinity are within the the heart of the one uh, of the father we live in the heart of the father, seeking the father, forgetting that we live in the heart of the father, or our source is our nature we forgot and And the Gnostics have much to say about forgetting, and you'll see that further on as we go on so meanwhile although we're we're seeking that which we emerged from uh, all along despite you know all along the path of seeking or soul evolution, uh we as creatures in totality are within the father within the intelligent within intelligent infinity, within the bosom of source. And that Him or the Father is an unthinkably incomprehensible one, right? Essential mystery, the essential mystery of uh, transconceptual, unknowable, unknowability of infinity, of the Source, Father, who is choicer than any thought. <laughs> what does that mean, better than any thought? Yeah, it's beyond every thought. That's why you cannot fashion an understanding of, of the goal. It's It's freedom from fashioning. It's unfashionable. (laughs) Awakening is unfashionable, baby. It really is. And so any fashioning is a falsehood. And uh, despite this, uh, despite us seeking for the one while living in the one, searching for his head with his head is a Buddhist phrase, whilst this, not knowing the father, a Gnostic, became an anguish and a terror. Yeah, that's called Dukkha the dukkha of the octave. And this anguish con- condensed like a fog so that none could see. And that's um, the the formation of um, a vidya as uh, a shrouding of um, what? Intelligent infinity in the octave as the octave. The octave is a shrouding of intelligent infinity. The infinite awareness of the father of source the source of galaxies right before galaxies the source of light the source of light uh, is shrouded from our perception by its own very process of uh, emergence and creation but this not knowing the father became an anguish and a terror and the anguish condensed like a fog so that none could see and then we go to the next uh, section which is called the Plot of Plane. And again, this is global page 42. And we go to our uh, happy Bible Hub Strong's Concordance and find 4106 Plane. What is Plane? Plane is a wandering, a wandering uh, or an error, a deceit, a delusion. Deviant behavior, a departure from God from what God says is true, or a a roaming into sin. there are all these different ways people have interpreted it, but it basically is a wandering that is an error or mistake that is associated with deception, being deceived or delusion or error and sin or um distortion it's basically distortion <laughs> so the plot of plane, means the plan of plane, the plan of wandering, deception, distortion, uh, error. Because of this, uh, this being basically the fog of not knowing the father. So this fog of not knowing the father, or avidya. Uh, Grobel says in note 28, gives error, which is (laughs) plane, the best of opportunities. It's just, you know, this is all um, anthropomorphizing, and mythologizing saying that uh, essential avidya which is um, the nature of consciousness in the octave until Mm. we get to out out of out of sixth density only in seventh density is avidya um, nearly totally finished and that's why Ross said there's no memory and uh, you know it's the gateway density uh, gateway to forever and so it's very much associated with Um, limitlessness Uh, but everywhere else consciousness is shrouded by Avidya, ignorance and the Gnostics being poetic uh, anthropomorphized mythologized um, that Avidya, I would say into um, error and and feminized it unfortunately so here is some of the Valentinian um, theology that other Gnostics associated with the demiurge. Here we get the demiurge as a personification of a Vidya. Uh But then there's the other other meanings of demiurge as um, very much as a, as a stand-in for Orion for the D- negative and its manipulation of uh, earth and humanity. The plata plane. Because of this meaning, this fog or anguish uh, associated with not knowing the Father, plane um error wandering deceit deceit distortion took confidence she set to work upon her substance in a void in her ignorance of the truth she was at work upon a molded figure uh, and that's very much sort of like saying the the human figure she plane error wandering deception in the story was at work upon a moulded figure, preparing as best she could with beauty the substitute for the truth, uh, but this did not mean a defeat for him, capital h, the father, the unthinkably incomprehensible one, for they were not this anguish and this forgetting and this deceitful figure they were not whereas abiding truth whereas the abiding truth is unchangeable, unperturbed and unembellishable. Uh, Therefore, look with scorn upon Plane, again, error, deceit, wandering, forgetting even, look with scorn upon Plane, she was so rootless that she was in a fog concerning the father, occupied with preparing labors and forgettings and terrors so that by means of them she might entice those of the middle and take them captive. So you can see how Plane could be a an a anthropomorphizing of Ividya. You can see how Plane, uh, the work of Plane, uh, error, deceit, wandering, forgetting, uh, is very much akin to the work of Orion, <laughs> who also is in a fog and doesn't understand the Father, doesn't understand the basis of their uh, body or the basis of their consciousness, the basis of their will. They don't know that. But they are occupied preparing labors and schemes, forgettings, and terrors, so that by means of all that, they might entice those of the middle, those who don't walk in, those who walk in dim light, and take them captive. And so, she, Plane, or uh, what occurred (laughs) in cosmogony, uh, she was at work upon a molded figure which really means um, kind of a phantasm or a a, a puppet, which really means the the architecture of self-deception, we can say. We can even say, if you want to be very esoteric, the molded figure is Ahamkara. The molded figure is this uh, abiding, distorted, deceptive, substantive, or apparently substantive, separative sense of self. Ahamkara, many ways, is the molded figure created by forgetting. This sense of me. Me, 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 me. That's where people are, you know. Everybody's stuck in the me. Um, (laughs) Really. And so, yes, you can say that error, deceit, wandering, forgetting is the basis of Ahamkara preparing as best she could with beauty, uh, false beauty, this substitute for the truth. The truth of what? The truth of the law of one, the truth of unity, the truth that all is, that, that we live in the bosom of the father, that, that identity is source. Uh, true nature is the source uh, of all that is, including us. But this did not mean a defeat for him, so despite this molded phantasm which could be called a human in this story, or even Ahamkara, the unthinkably incomprehensible one um, wasn't a problem, for they were not, meaning the molded figure, fake fakery of Plane, this anguish and this forgetting, um, meaning they were not, including the anguish and the forgetting and the deceitful figure, the molded figure, are ultimately empty. Suffering is, you know, the three marks are empty, Anicca Anatta Dukkha. Yeah, they're all empty actually. They certainly um, reveal the, the teaching of the three marks impermanence, in, uh, no self, and uh, stress, Anicca Anatta Dukkha in Buddhism, certainly um, characterize or are a deeper characterization of our experience of life under the veil of avidya. <laughs> so under the veil of Avidya, or in the molded figure of Plane and Ahankara, we experience actually uh, in- impermanence, insubstantiality or no-selfhood in our fashionings, and stress, tukka, uh, dissatisfactoriness. But actually those are empty too. And so they are not Anguish and forgetting you, you and and you know it's like Gautama's advice to those in Jhana. Depending on there is nothing, relying on there is nothing. <laughs> the insubstantiality of all fashioned experience or all experience. So, but it wasn't a defeat for him, the father. Uh, whereas abiding, the abiding truth is unchangeable, and that's the difference between uh, the real and the unreal. If it can be destroyed, it's unreal, or it's illusory. It doesn't mean it's it's uh, it doesn't exist, but it exists in an illusory, temporary appearance. But whatever arises can, will pass away, and is ultimately illusory. You can say unreal, but you can say apparently real. Uh, while that which doesn't arise and doesn't pass away, uh, yeah can be understood as uh, unchangeable, unperturbed, unembellishable. And so the Gnostic (laughs) Valentinus is saying, look with scorn upon Plane or this deceit, error wandering um, basis. Uh, She or Plane the tendency you know, the basic Avidya uh, was so rootless that she's in a fog concerning the father just as Orion is occupied with preparing labors and forgettings and terrors, just like Orion is and the human Illuminati, so that by means of them, these uh, deceitful figures and deceptions, she or Orion or the Illuminati might entice those of the middle uh, and take them captive, soul capture, uh, mind control. And interestingly, it's a long story, but this phrase, those of the middle, um is footnoted here at 44 44 footnote 44 by grobel as saying apparently the psyche psychikoi men of soul but not men of spirit so those of the middle are the men of soul not of spirit so there's spirit soul and body those of mind but not spirit are taken captive right the people who fall for orion and illuminati live in the mind, but not in the spirit. They don't live in awareness of 6th chakra, 7th chakra, unity, infinity, essential love. They live in the psyche. They are the psychikoi, the men of soul, not of spirit, not the pneumatikoi. So let us be pneumatikoi, let us be pneumatikoi, the men of spirit, or people of spirit, or beings of spirit, who are assumed to be, quote, by nature saved, that's the pneumaticoi. This is Greek. Nor the Hylikoi, who are by nature lost, <laughs> which is material nature, hylix. Um, so you've got three levels. So the those that are of the middle, just like we, we saw before, uh, Marcion or Valentinus had three levels, talked about three levels of beings. The pneumaticoi, the psychikoi, and the hylikoi, Meaning, those of spirit, those of soul or psychology meaning those of intellect and mind and then those of body by nature lost but those who can go either way and, and answer the bone of contention between the cosmic powers, which is very interesting <laughs> 3D as a struggle between confederation and Orion the war in heaven manif- as the basis of war on earth but it's not really like that the, the positives don't you know, are not struggling. They're just doing their thing and freely offering. But you can surely say there are three levels, uh, you can certainly indicate three levels of humanity. There are many ways of specifying. But there are those that are identified with body, those are identified with mind, and those who are identified with spirit. But you see, it's really, those who are identified with body, physical, emotional, and sensual mainly. Don't think too much. Those who are identified with body mind, the psychikoi, they are mainly, ethic- they're mainly atheists and the skeptics and the people who reject God, and some of them hate God. And those are the prime recruits for Orion Illuminati. Then there are the psychikoi that the Illuminati attack, <laughs> who are men of spirit or people or beings of uh, uh, associated with body mind spirit, identified with body mind spirit, not just body mind. And they are aware of multidimensional reality in ways that those identified with body-mind are not and those identified with body surely are not. The, those of the middle are the psychicoi. So don't get stuck in the psychic or the, the psychological. But uh, Plane sought to take them captive. We go on from 46 to 47 or 46 to 48. Plane's forgetting was not a divine manifestation it did not constitute a dot 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 with the father the forgetting did not arise under the hand of the father though it did arise because of him (laughs) but what arises in him is gnosis which made its appearance in order that forgetting might be destroyed and the father be known since forgetting arose because the father was not known then from the moment on when the father became becomes known forgetting will not be and so this you know the notion that in other like martianic Gnosticism, that the demiurge made the earth or man uh doesn't doesn't uh, accord well with um, Ra's cosmology of uh, <laughs> all dimensions uh, arising from the one infinite creator and the Logos uh, and Orion being made by the Father too but this notion that Plane's forgetting was not a divine manifestation uh, is sort of according with that type of Martianic understanding of the Demiurge as making the Earth or making humanity um apart from god's work or the intelligent you know from from the logos but of course it's all the one so you really can't separate it but surely the intentions are different and so that which is made by ignorance is not made um with the with the intention that that the father or the logos intended makes creation with which is the intention that of free will but there is the intention of control that is um, the fashionings of, of Ovidya um, the fashionings of ignorance or here plane. again this is all mythologized so it doesn't always fit into um, a kind of uh, seven-dimensional cosmology system but uh, surely that which is born of uh, of ignorance although we may say it's in the bosom of the father, in him, the, the totality is all, all creatures in the totality are in the one, um, the intentions of the creations that come out of ignorance, or ahamkara, or avidya, avidya ignorance, are are not of the intention um, of, of having free will, but rather of control. So, the forgetting plane also didn't arise under the hand of the father, you can say not with the same intention, though it did arise because of him, meaning because uh, he created, but are, what arises in him or what comes with the same uh, intention of the father is Gnosis, awakening. Which uh, Gnosis made its appearance, why was there, why is there Gnosis and why is this? Soter or Yeshua? In order that forgetting might be destroyed and the father be known that is the goal of the path (laughs) the end of forgetting the end of ignorance the end of wandering the end of error and the return to the father or to the source which of course is not a male father it's just a a term meaning the essential seed source since forgetting arose because the father was not known no Gnostic not a Gnostic then from the moment on when the father does become known forgetting will not be and that's the case too with um the four stages of awakening in Buddhism, uh, um once-returner, non-returner, and arahant. Uh, when insight, that kind of super-mundane prajna, awakening wisdom, awakening gnosis, insights, arrives, seeing the deathless, that which is beyond the skandhas. Uh, when that happens, certain levels of avidya are just simply wiped clean and don't return. When the father becomes known, forgetting will not be. It ceases to exist. This is the gospel we're going on. This is the gospel of that which him whom they are seeking. Meaning the gospel of that which or the gospel of him whom they or we are seeking. It has revealed him to the initiate through the mercies of the father as the secret mystery Jesus the Christ through whom and there's a little lots of stuff here going on philologically uh, I'll read it just through this is the gospel of that which or him whom they are seeking it has revealed him to the initiate through the mercies of the Father as the secret mystery, Jesus the Christ, Yeshua, through whom it has illumined those who by reason of forgetting were in the darkness, it illumined them. And so, Gospel Yeshua's gospel uh, and this Valentinian meditation uh, and cosmogony presentation uh, is the gospel uh, of that which we're seeking, or that leads back leads to the finding of what we're seeking, it's a revelation to the initiate, right? Remember, Valentinus took uh, claimed that Theodus Theodus was his teacher, who was a disciple of Saint Paul, who res, who transmitted to Theodus Valentinus Valentinus's teacher secret uh, esoteric um, truths and practices. I'd assume. Associated with what Saint Paul received on, you know, in his uh, vision on the road to Damascus, and so esoteric Christianity um, is that which is revealed to the initiate in in Valentinian Gnostic school. You can assume, and that initiation or revelation comes through the mist, the mercies of the Father, um, presenting the secret mystery, <laughs> Yeshua the Christ. The true nature of Yeshua, through whom Yeshua, Yeshua, it has illumined, or the gospel here illumines those who are seeking, those who, by reason of forgetting, were in darkness, it illumined them. And so Yeshua, um, esoteric, as the, the, the source of esoteric Christianity, as perhaps the, the initiator of St. Paul, Theodos, Valentinus, and the basis of this gospel illumined them. It gave them a way, capital W, Tao. It gave them a Tao. It gave them a way. And the way is the truth, which it showed them. The way is the truth. Yeah, seek truth. Right, The truth shall set you free, and the result of that is total freedom, or return to the Father. It gave them a way, and the way is the truth, which it showed them. Yeah, live in the truth, that's the way. Because of this, Plane was enraged at it. Orion too, Illuminati too, the agents listening too. Yeah, because of this, joy. Plane was enraged at it. She persecuted it, she was endangered by it, but brought to naught, came to nothing. Uh and and brought to naught. She was in de- endangered actually endangered by it by truth right evil hates truth there's nothing worse for evil than truth because the truth is is of the father the truth is of of joy and unity the basis of reality being unity and love (laughs) that's truth that's the way and negativity illuminati human uh, -human, non-human service self they hate that it she was and they're endangered by it yeah because they they live in the maintenance of forgetting and fog and darkness, that's their way, the way of darkness and fog. So Plane was endangered by it and brought to naught, colon, he was nailed to a tree, Yeshua. He became a fruit of Father Gnosis, but it has not destroyed any because they ate it, meaning the, the salvation of Yeshua and the, and this gospel and the gospel of what he offered, but so it has not destroyed the. this Yeshua nailed to the cross to the wood It's very deep here uh, he was nailed to a tree he became a fruit of father Gnosis but it meaning the fruit has not destroyed any because they ate it but the eating of the fruit granted those who ate it to become a rejoicing over his finding that he found them in him And that they found him in them, this unthinkably incomprehensible one, the father, the perfect one, him who created the totality, in whom totality is, and whom the totality lacks, for he withheld within himself their completeness, which he had not given the totality. So now we get to the next point, next section, called the withheld completeness, and in a moment. Uh, so you see this is a is a journey (laughs) a a gospel meditation teaching journey um, into from from the source to uh, the creational realms and then uh, showing polarity and the way back out so the endangered plane or ignorance uh, and those who follow the way of ignorance enraged at Yeshua persecuted him felt endangered by him or the showing of the way or showing the truth that is the way I am the way and the truth as in Yeshua said in the gospel uh, evil and you can sub- put in your own names there not your name but <laughs> the names of human evil and uh, higher dimensional evil plan A, the error forgetting uh, wandering uh, away from reality was enraged persecuted it or persecuted yeshua persecuted the teaching of truth as the way was endangered by it and brought to naught or brought to zero ultimately would be you know Her- orion would be kicked out of here if everybody followed the the truth the way of truth or the truth of love as the way back to source. Thus then they nailed, he, Yeshua, was nailed to a tree and became a fruit of Father Gnosis. So Yeshua on the, on the wooden cross at Calvary, I guess, I'm not sure about all these places, I guess the, the, the hill, um, became a fruit of Father Gnosis. ...of realization of source, of the one, of um, the one infinite creator... Uh, ...a fruit upon the tree, the cru- the tree of the wooden cross crucif- crucifixion... ...but this fruit, or this act of willing crucifixion, willing to allow his own crucifixion... ...is a fruit for humanity, and hasn't destroyed any if they ate it or partook of the sacrifice... But for those who, um, you know, are true Christian, true Christian, not necessarily signed up with the church, but true Christian who know, uh, who embrace uh, Yeshua's truth as the way, uh, granted those who ate it to become a rejoicing and was a rejoicing over his finding, whose finding? the finding of um, the Father of those who seek Him, and finding that He he found them in Him, meaning uh, the Father finding the true seekers within His creation, and they found Him, meaning the seekers who ate the fruit of the Father Gnosis, of Yeshua, nailed to the wood, to the cross, to the tree, eating that, the Seekers found Him, the Father, in themselves. Found the... So that's the Kingdom Heaven within. And that doesn't mean I am the Father, but it means the Kingdom of Heaven is within. They found Him, the Father, in them, in themselves, this unthinkably incomprehensible One, the Father, the Perfect One, Him who created the totality. And that's a great way of looking at intelligent infinity or the One Infinite Creator, The unthinkably incomprehensible one, unthinkably, beyond thought, incomprehensible, beyond comprehension, one, meaning the infinite one, meaning infinite infinity. (laughs) The father, the perfect one, him who created the totality, in whom the totality is, meaning all the totality of creation exists in, in the heart, in the mind of the creator, of course. Uh, and yet, and whom the totality lacks, meaning the totality is in the is in the father or in intelligent infinity, we can say uh, he created you know the source created totality in whom in source totality exists, totality exists in source, and whom the totality lacks, and that sort of is a sort of indication that. Within the um, boundless, nearly boundless created realms, the, the pleroma, the totality, um, there is a lack, because it, it, it's, Ross said, the illusion of limits, the concept of light, it, it, it is of light, obviously, it's of Numa, yet even though there is a way, or it's in the one, there is a lack In the creation of the one uh and so it's the lack of infinity (laughs) it's um its existence as an illusion of limits born or based in the uh, appearance of the concept of light the manifold many appearances of the concept of light in form with limited consciousness And whom the totality lacks the totality lacks the father in some way yeah for he withheld within himself their completeness which he had not given the totality and then we have the next section called the withheld completeness meaning how is it that totality and um, all creatures in the pleroma in the created realms have some lack or are not yet in the in uh, the completeness of uh, union with the father the withheld completeness global page 54 he did not begrudge it them the father for what grudging is there which could be between him and his members for if the way of this aeon age had dot 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 <laughs> they would not have been able to come to the father "...who withholds within himself their completeness, who gives it to them as a return to himself and as a gnosis, a gnosis characterized by perfection, he who made the totality and in whom the totality is, and whom the totality lacked, it is like the situation of a person with whom there are some who are unacquainted." That person is wont to desire that they know him and thus love him for what was it that the totality lacked but gnosis of the father. And so what is the lack of all creatures in totality? What is this withheld completeness? It's basically the fact that the beings in the totality are not completely and perfectly enlightened. There still is the laboring under Avijja. There still isn't a full union in infinity, fusion with the uh, infinite Creator of all. There still isn't uh, experience of um, the source of totality. <laughs> totality and beings in the pleroma, or the aeons themselves, and all human beings and all beings on the soul paths, um, lack gnosis. <laughs> that's why they're not. <laughs> that's why they're still evolving. So there is work to do. And it's not that there's a uh, begrudge. There's not that there's a grudge being held. <laughs> it's uh, so it says he did not begrudge it to them. Sort of means um, he doesn't have a grudge on them, <laughs> or he didn't take it away from them, because it says for what grudging, <laughs> which is a funny word, grudging. But what grudging is there or could be between him and his members, meaning the Father or Intelligent Infinity, and all that emerges from? Um, that infinite source there is no desire to punish Uh, but there is um, a a lack in uh, the created realms or the mind experience beingness of all beings in creation and then the sentence which is a little tangled here for if the way of this eon the eon means the world or a e o n like Neo, for if the way of this world, which seems similar to totality, had something, (laughs) they would not have been able to come to the Father. It sort of means, if there isn't a lack, there's nothing to do. You can't go to the Father if you don't leave the Father. (laughs) There's no evolution if uh, there's no departure from wholeness, or if infinity isn't uh, broken, into an experience, or apparently broken, into an experience of apparent finity. there's no work to do. And so, it's, it's why is there a creation? <laughs> why, the, 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 there is a creation because there's uh, a lack or an incompleteness, a withheld completeness um, in the mind, in the experience, in the awareness of all beings in the creation. So that they may return to the Father. There's no return if there's no departure. There's no experience of seeking completeness if there's never been a loss of completeness. So completeness is withheld so that there is a path, so that there is an experience of going forth and coming back. Okay, (laughs) the Creator wants such. For if the way of this aeon, the world, something, if it wasn't this way with this withheld completeness or experience of lack, then they would not have been able to come back to the Father. The Father... Who withholds within himself their completeness, meaning um, the create the experience of created beings in totality, and the aeons in the pleroma, um, being an experience of lack or non-completeness, uh, is the result of the the Father withholding something, not not providing it. You can say it's a veil in three D mind, but we're really talking about The uh, ignorance or avidya, the nature of avidya, as the basis for beingness, evolving beingness and seven dimensions that then is the realm of evolving beings in the totality. So, the father withholds within himself their completeness, meaning the father or the intelligent infinity or higher self or the logos could actually open our eyes in a moment too. That can be done. That's akin to Shaktipat in the Hindu tradition it's sort of a touch of God or grace Uh, within he the father withholds within himself their completeness um, but then gives it to them as a return to himself or uh, is returned uh, or or is uh, gained again completeness is regained in the return to the father and as a gnosis a gnosis characterized by perfection and uh indicates he who made the totality the father the source and in whom in the father the totality or all creation is and whom or the completeness of the father totality lacked the the lack of um uh, you know the the concept of affinity, the illusion living in the illusion of limits is the la- is our lack is the is the nature of our experience of lack or incompleteness and uh, the, the the sutra, <laughs> the gospel here, goes on and uh, says it's like the situation of a person with whom there are some who are unacquainted, meaning um, a person that some people don't know like the father the person is wont to or would seek to desire that they know him and love him people want to be known and loved, right? the father wants to be the Father, <laughs> Intelligent Infinity, the Logos, is want to desire, meaning um, wants to desire, or has the the longing for desire, uh, the longing of desire that it is known, that they know Him and thus love Him, for what was it that the totality lacked? But gnosis of the Father. So the Father <laughs> uh, offer withholds completeness, so that beings in the totality lacking gnosis can seek Gnosis and return to the Father and experience completeness again um, and be at one with uh, Godhead. That's the, the cosmology is the basis of soul evolution and cosmic plan is, um, you know, so that there be uh, an experience of lack who is rec- which is rectified by the seeking of Gnosis and the return to wholeness beautiful next time we'll start at global page 56 the section called the teacher of the book and um, probably hopefully finish this first page um, freely Groble global one then we have a global two and a global three which you can find at the bottom of the page Next time we'll go into the section called the teacher of the book. And um, this is discussion of Yeshua. So it's beautiful stuff. Thank you so much, Valentinus and Teodos and St. Paul and Yeshua and Grobel and uh, the Internet. And you all here too. So take good care. See you next time and good night.